My name is Mark Cubs. I'm Andrew Baxter, and this is. Coffee Cinema for the Melon. What do we talk about this week, Cubs? Uh, we're talking about 3D comics. We're talking about loving the curve. And we're talking about traveling like a millennial. And I had another one here. We're talking about the old person's Facebook. Even though we prepared ourselves like two minutes ago, I've actually forgotten what you're talking about. Ah, well, I told you once. Oh, I said you've, you've, you don't get. I don't get to tell you again. How's it going, coach? <laughs> there's, a, there's a George Bush quote there somewhere. Yeah, going good. Which is, it's our first time recording while on the road. It, it is. Where are you? Good times. I'm in Prague at the moment with Natalie. We have got a little. Airbnb apartment, not 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 too far off the old town centre. Have you been to Prague before? I've never been to Prague. No. Hmm. Well, it's old. It's very old. There's old buildings. Everywhere. Is this old like Australia old, or is it actual old? Because I think I know which one it is. Older than Australia old, and that's that's what's crazy for us. Like we were just up, uh, where were we? Because we've done lots lots of walking, and we're up in this little park, kind of like a king's park for those in Perth playing at home, and. There was this like a building had a, had a mirror maze. We didn't go inside, but it's just a maze of mirrors. Like a, you'd imagine it like an old school carnival kind of thing. And this building and this maze was built for some uh, exhibition in the 1800s, and it's still there. And tourists are still paying money to go inside. So whoever's like whoever owns it has made a fortune just for being around for 100 years. But just everything's old. Like all the buildings are not not old in a bad way. Like old in an interesting way. Like, you can just tell that there's history everywhere, which is pretty cool. How long have you been there now? You've been there a, couple, a week or so, haven't you? Mm, yep. What's today? I lose track of days when... Days uh, today matter. is Friday. Friday. Uh, just over a week now. Just over a week. So, God, it's flown by real quick. We're, we're here for a month, so we're kind of taking easy, right? Today's rest day, so we get to just chill out and, and watch the Wildcats play on, online, so it was a good day. You've gone halfway around the world and you're still watching Australian basketball. <laughs> Now, well, when you're back in the Perth Wildcats, you want to watch them. They're playing pretty bloody awesome at the moment. Haven't they won every year for the last long time? Well, they've been in the finals for like the last 30 years or something ridiculous. It's pretty. So absurd. what you're saying is they're not quite as good as the Scorchers then? Scor- Actually, Perth's got a pretty good record in a lot of sport. It has, hasn't it? Except for AFL, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was, there was one year where we won the Perth, we won the Australian Baseball League, which depending if you follow baseball, is a big deal or not a big deal. But they, I think they call it like... I didn't know there was one. The <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But the, I don't know. The, no, they called it the World, World Series, but it was only for Australia. I don't know. We won that and then we won the, the, like the Scorchers, the cricket. And we're doing, and I think it was the Wildcats as well. So we had a good year one year. Perth in general is pretty good. So you've been away for a week now, uh, but in a country that the main language is not a language you speak because you don't speak Czech, do you? Do they speak Czech there? Yeah, they do. We, we we know two things. We know hello, which is apparently Dobry Den, and uh, thank you, which is Dekui. You know how like you always remember certain things, like the triggers. So like my, whenever I try and say, whenever I end a conversation, I picture a duck wing, <laughs> and that helps me think Dekui. <laughs> I've always got a smile on my face when I say thank you. Mr. Christian saying duckweed. But you're smiling, but, eh? um, but we're struggling to remember those two words. I mean, most people are pretty good. Like, I think the good thing is because we're, we're not in the city where hotels are, because we're in an Airbnb apartment where more like when we're going to the train station, we're seeing what we think are like more 
check people walking to the trains to go to work sort of thing. When we go in shops, people start speaking to us in Czech, not in a, like an ignorant French way, but in a way that we think they just think we speak Czech, which is fair enough. You're in cool. Czech, yeah. But then, then we just look at them like really confusingly, and they they stutter out some English. So they're they're pretty nice. They give it a crack, but it's uh it's good good. Like I don't expect too much of that because I don't I don't expect them to speak English. I'll I'll mime my way through it because you know if we if we're going to really try and fit in, we'd have to learn it, but. I'm understanding that we'll have difficulty if we just speak English. Speaking of, speaking of, since we're on the topic, you've got, you just downloaded Google Translate. I did probably. indeed, yeah. I had a feeling this was going to be about yeah. your traveling, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. O- open that up. Open that up. Okay, okay. Why is my phone not opening? Right, okay. Uh, Google Translate. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, there's some things in this world that I I look at and I, I like to think, not that I can predict the future, but I feel like I can see patterns. So, when things come along, I'm not overly surprised, but it's still impressive when you see something. I'm thinking like like virtual reality. That that was the thing that like blew me away. I could see it coming, and you know what? When we put it on, I thought I knew what to expect, but when we put it on, I'm not sure about you, but I loved the first time we did VR. Putting on VR, the first time I put it on when I sat in a chair, I thought it was kind of cool. When we went to uh, Optimus and actually did it for real, that yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, in this in the room room environment. Yeah, hold on to this controller, and then you look in, look around, and you can see your hand moving. That, that, right. Yeah. It's just 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 better. The technology worked better than you thought it would. Like your expectations were lower. Yeah. And like there's apps like Duolingo, which I love, but I guess I'm used to it now. But like you can learn a language through an app. Like that's a cool use of technology, right? Yeah. But oh, you got your Google Translate now. What is it translating between two languages? What's the language on the left and the language on the right? It was English to French. I've changed it to English to Czech. Yeah. Let's do that. Right, yep. Now see that. Um, now this will work better if you're in a non-English speaking country but that's okay just below it says tap it to enter text and below that there's a camera you see the yeah, camera camera yeah press the camera do I press that one yep and it just looks like you can take a photo you see how it says a line text in the middle uh yeah if you hold any any text in front of it like on an object or on a piece of paper I'm not sure if you've got your beer bottle there that's that's curved that's a bit harder a piece of paper with English text on it, yeah, and just put it, put the text in that aligned text, like in the camera's center. Yeah, okay. Uh, you were sending it. Yeah, is is it doing anything? It is. It's doing something. I just had to tell it that it's okay to send this to Google. Use your finger to highlight the text. Yeah, okay. So I want to go for that. Oh no, no, no. Okay, let's let's change something. Is the bar at the top green or is it a different? It color? is gray. Oh, you might have to download the the language yeah. pack. So I'm just doing that. Gotcha. It's only like I think on memory like thirty megs for the language. So turns out you can can Download summarize the entire two languages in thirty megabytes. Yeah, that's pretty weird, it's isn't no it? Big deal. Right, so there's a green line yeah. in the bottom. So I press that. So instant instant is on. Right, yeah. So I've got that. Good. Yeah, so that's working. Now move your camera so it can view some text. Uh, or or it's it it's almost managing it. So what it seems to be doing is making everything just bold. Yeah, no, it does like. Oh, I've got it the wrong way around. I'm converting Czech to English. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa, that is weird. Isn't that awesome? Right, I've got to, I've got to try so, this on something look, else now. Let me let me get. I'm going to go to Google. I'm going to get an image of something in Czech. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, much better. Now it doesn't do it. Doesn't do it perfectly. For those who are playing at home, what it basically does is it's got like. So your phone is obviously the camera is just showing whatever you're seeing, but it's. It's what I think the perfect use of like augmented reality it is. So virtual reality, when you had the phone strapped, the, sorry, the screen strapped to your eyes, but augmented is when you use your a device to view the world 
in and, and add things to it. Like I guess probably everyone's tried Pokemon Go, but you'd, you'd use your camera and it would show the Pokemon sitting on the street, like in a, in a very it's, bad It's example. doing pretty well. So, I'll tell you, so yeah, yeah. The, th- the thing is, it is uh, it seems to be translating it in a very literal fashion. So you know, the yeah, problem exactly, that we've yeah. had it's with translators for a long time is that um, when grammar changes, they just mess up. But I've got one here. So right, right. It, it's working pretty well. I can tell I, it's saying I've got a typically raspberry liquor processes the taste and sect of the fruit. Right, right. So it's very, like you said, very literal. And, and as the camera is focusing on different things, it adjusts to different words. So sometimes like weird shit comes up. But the point is like it's, it's translating it. On your phone, and, and you could take a screenshot, and it can trans pass the text, recognize the text, cha- translate it, and send it to you as a as a text block. I think that's pretty awesome. And like when <laughs> Nat had it in the shops, and we, we found this like box of what it ended up being was like dumplings. The, she just held her camera up to it, and she had found this app, and I was like, "What are you doing, taking a photo of it?" And I had a look at the screen, and it said like, you know, potato dumplings, and I was like, "Cause I'm used to seeing English." I looked at the box and it didn't say potato dumpling. It said in Czech. And then I looked at the screen again and it was in English. And it, it even tries to change the font to match the font and color that it's picking it up in. So it's trying to make it look as natural as possible. I, I, I am amazed that this actually works. Exactly right. Because I know that there used to be an app that did this a while ago, but that cost quite a lot really? of money. There was an right. app that claimed it could do it. Um, Probably a couple of years ago, but I remember, remember when I was trying to download it. It, was, it cost you quite a lot of money, and then for each language individually, you had to pay extra. Whereas right, this is right. Google. So I'd, I'd imagine Google possibly bought them out. Who knows? I can only assume. Whoa. So it, it, with large chunks of text, it's not as as comfortable. <laughs> we, were, we were looking at, like, I think it was sausages. Like, we, we've loosely been able to follow a recipe on the back of a back of a box using this technique, which is pretty cool. But, like, you wouldn't be able to do it otherwise. You'd have to either use a paper dictionary or or translate word by word. Like, um, like I can imagine a future where Google, like, I'm not sure how, if they're doing this anymore. They're Google Glasses. Like, imagine if you're wearing glasses while you're driving. You can look at the road signs and it changes the road signs in front of you. Like, how awesome but, is that? But that, that works in any language as well. Because imagine if you can have it highlighting the signs and then showing you, you want to be in this lane at this point. Uh, that would be awesome. Right, so I've got one here which it actually managed to do quite well. I took, took the picture and then just got it to do it. It's come out with the whole – it's read the whole thing. Exactly, right? The whole picture that you take a photo of. And in fact, the English is really good like, as well. It's this is the, Oh, this is odd. Like, I think it's just such a great use of – technology like we can go in the shops now and it does look a bit awkward because it looks like we're taking a photo of something but you can put your phone up to anything and figure out what pretty much anything so you've used this in the shopping but have you used this anywhere else have you used it for like when you're trying to order food or something or that's the same thing in the restaurant mostly they have an english version of it but we did do it one time when we got a train ticket because our train ticket had all the details in uh check and so we could just check it, check it Ba-dum. to see. Um, but you can check uh, everything else on the ticket that, that needs looking at. Like, um, it was, it was, I, think, I think it was a connecting or what platform. We didn't know what the words exactly meant. Yeah, very useful. And, and that can all be done offline because you now you're you've downloaded yeah. the entire check in English language in thirty megabytes. 
you can now. That doesn't seem right. Like, don't even need a SIM card or Wi-Fi or anything. That does not seem right. It's just gone. Yeah, here's here's. I can now download offline because I downloaded twenty-seven megabytes. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So anyway, that like when I when I saw it, I, I loved it. That that was on the spectrum of VR for me in terms of technology that that impressed me. Like that. That is definite AR. I'd say. And that's exactly a great use of it. And that's just the beginning, right? Like that's the first time or for you the second time you've heard about this. Like imagine in five years how good that technology and how useful it is. Like they're not even advertising on the app. Like if you don't press that little camera button, you don't even know that whole feature's there. <laughs> Google's just just idea, just like, oh yeah, you, and, you know, I can I can download this for you whilst you're looking at it, but uh pff, I guess I could do that for you. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. You, you didn't you ask. know what else I can do. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it's that it's that bloody workmate that knows how to do everything, but just doesn't gloat about yeah. it. Yeah, he's going. Could you would you be able to help me out with this this report? Oh, I've already done it. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> yeah. Don't say you didn't. Oh, you didn't ask if I wanted to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, should have seen that one coming. So this this no, is sorry. for me. This is one step away from the Babel fish. Now, what is that again? Is that off? That's from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's the fish that sits in your ear and absorbs speech in one end and transmits it out as thoughts in the other end. So basically, you can understand any language. It's completely fictional, but yeah. This app, this app, no, but this app does this without being in your ear, which I believe I've seen that on a Kickstarter before as well. But (laughs) you can, like, mum's done this when they went to, because mum and dad went to Italy a year or two ago and dad speaks Italian mum speaks no Italian but she'd use this app and you'd press record they'd speak and it would translate it it'd write it and pronounce it and say it to her in English yeah so she could have she for the first time ever have conversations with a little bit of lag like you know a few seconds in between each I, sentence, I reckon if you try and keep on you know so if you try to make that shorter which is putting it in your ear so it's translating at the same time. Imagine how weird that would be to start off with when it starts translating, especially in a language where there can be a sentence at the end of, uh, oh, sorry, a word at the end of the sentence that changes the meaning of the sentence. And halfway through, <laughs> exactly. it's, it's just halfway through a sentence, then suddenly it just changes tack and so repeats it again. You get really confused. That would be awesome. <laughs> right, right. Like if it, if it changes the whole sentence from a, from a positive to a negative, yeah. like... Instead of doing something, not doing something by the word at the end. Exactly. I'm walking into the post office yesterday. What? But you just <laughs> you just need to like in that situation, you just pretend that you're a, a little bit slow at understanding people. So you've got that second gap to for it to translate. Like if you're trying to go incognito without them knowing that you're not actually a local, you just have to <laughs> you just have to pretend to be pretend, pretend you're on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, I'm just sending a text. Sorry, what did you say? Oh, yes, I can can answer. (laughs) Speaking back in straight English, so they know straight away, but for some reason you're still pretending that you might actually be able to speak Czech. Right, right. Oh, every time they finish the sentence, you just put your finger up, like as if to say, like, hold on a second. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, we're just getting a phone call just a moment. But, But that's like, we've been one, like, Traveling now, this is, I guess, my first topic, traveling like a millennial. Well, I, I say millennial, just... Are we millennials? I, t- I think we count. I don't know. I can't remember. I, f- I remember the definition being born in the 90s, but I don't believe I, that. We're on the cusp, though. Yeah. That's right. But, like, even just the, the last time we were traveling was doing a decent trip was, like, four, I think four years ago when we came to Europe. And things were pretty cool then, like Airbnb had just started. I remember it wasn't well known, so we got heaps of stuff real cheap. 
um, which is to our, our benefit. But yeah, like everything is, if you have a phone and there's Wi-Fi in nearly every building. Getting there. Like yeah. Definitely the airport, definitely the cafes, definitely restaurants. Nearly every Airbnb that we've looked at offers it. So as long as you're on the street, you know, you pretty much got Wi-Fi. You can check. tell that the Wi-Fi but, now is, is commonplace because it's places that don't have it have a hipster sign saying, hey, we don't have Wi-Fi. Pretend it's the 1980s and talk to your friends in such a passive aggressive way. <laughs> Is that have you actually seen that? That's yeah, I had, yeah, I've seen that a couple of places, and I'm just like, that's nice. I'm just going to use my cell data because um, I actually just want to go on Facebook. <laughs> I completely agree with everything they're saying. Yeah. At the same time, it's completely just exactly. going, nah, I'm all right. Yeah, and so like everyone here, you so we booked obviously booked on Airbnb, and you know the ladies on Airbnb is like you know at the airport just book an Uber. The Uber's huge here, and when she toured, like we met. At, met down the bottom she toured us the apartment she left she's like hey here's our whatsapp um info so like anytime we can just send her a message and she just replies to us like it's it's so easy to to like you don't even i mean i was just at the cusp ending of it when i first went on my trip but there's definitely no need to take to carry around a lonely planet guide even even a map it's definitely seeming yeah, too like easy. Even seeming too easy. We walk around with Google Maps, and it, even without a SIM card, can probably eighty percent of the time GPS is working. So you've got a GPS coordinate on Google Maps of where you are in the city at any one time. Like it's so easy. So, but that, that, but that means you're not going to get lost. Which means that you, exactly. you, you you're managing to be there a whole week, and you all you know is two words. Because we don't need to. Yeah, this is just cheating. You, you, like imagine all the people that have gone travelling to countries where they don't speak the language, and they've had to work so hard to learn the language. They've had to sleep rough because they didn't know how to get themselves into a place to stay. And what you've done is basically get off the plane, get an Uber to a house, and then just go. Yeah, we're just gonna just gonna stay here. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's it. Like, imagine being the first person in your town, like years ago, decades ago, the first person to have been traveling before, and maybe the first person to have gotten on a plane before and coming home explaining all the things you had to figure out. Like, before like, tourism was a thing, had, they must have felt like actual champions to be a- adventurers. Yeah. It, I t- tell you what, like, if, when you're somewhere where you can't use that, then it's it's a, it's a different world. Like, is it possible to be an Indiana Jones now, or is it is it too easy? Like, what was it, what if that's set in the modern day? He'd know where the the treasure is. He'd be able to find it. it just, yeah, it would be a bit probably, yeah, but see, wouldn't it? I've got to get to somewhere in India. Oh, that's be, all right. Just take an Uber. To be honest, he probably wouldn't look for the the hidden hidden um, gem if it didn't have a good rating on TripAdvisor. Like, if no one's. <laughs> If no one's reviewed it, he's going to be like, well, this is a shithole. I'm not going to that. I'm going to the Temple of Doom. Oh, no, wait. One star. No parking. (laughs) Exactly. I went there and they burnt my eggs. Yeah, traveling. Have you been using TripAdvisor whilst you're there? Uh, Yeah, well, we've. Yeah, a few times. Like, you you still got to kind of. Like, there's still a long way to go in terms of making it super easy. Like, you. Before you go out and do an activity, we're definitely, especially because we're very budget conscious. Like we don't want to spend money on on a tour if it's going to be shit, you know. Like it's going to, it'll have to be something that's worth visiting. So it's been good in that respect. The same with I know Google places like uh, places on Google Maps now have ratings as well. So 
that's um that's helpful. Just making it too easy for yourself. Yeah, well, it's not foolproof though. Like we we went to a funicular, which is you know like one of those little um. Uh, things that take you up steep hills that had a few ratings and it started in a, in a hotel lobby and well, that's a bit weird. So we went into it and we had traveled across town, caught like a train to a bus to walking, like probably taking a good hour or two hours to get there. And this funicular went for probably a minute, went for definitely uh, shorter than the amount of time we waited for it. And it just connected the bottom of the hotel to the apartments at the top of the, like the top of the small mountain. Like we could have walked up there quicker than this thing came down. So I'm not sure why that's on, on Google Maps. It's literally a, a private funicular for the hotel, but somehow we discovered it and thought it'd be cool to go to see it. So you basically you've been there a week and your foolproof plan has already gone wrong. And is is not. Is that- <laughs> Oh, that's good fun. Learning lots. Well, I'll tell you what. What's been going? Uh, something tell that's me. been going on for me, and this story starts yeah, yeah. Uh, starts a while ago. Was when I was still in a uh, still living in Perth. I uh, I backed a Kickstarter, which was Bears versus Babies. So the follow up to uh-huh. Exploding Kittens. But who is it? Who did Exploding Kittens? Ah. Uh, by the yeah, Oatmeal so the oatmeal, they did another game, and this was Bears versus Babies, and I thought, I'm going to back that, and then when that gets uh, that, it succeeded, So, and they send out the thing, and they're going, okay, so you know, we need your address. Also, do you, you know, whilst you're here, do you want to buy anything else? And I thought, yeah, do you know what? Why not? I'll buy Exploding Kittens as well and the expansion for that. So I was expecting Bears versus Babies plus all the expansions and Exploding. How clever is it that they, they um, try and upsell you on the on – the- uh, on the yeah, survey, I'll tell you what, this is smart. not the only Kickstarter that's done this to me and worked. I've I've done this on a couple <laughs> of them, but whilst they were there, I got it sent to my Australian address. Not really accounting for how long it was going to take <sighs> to arrive. So that's a shame. I, when, when I when I got around to it and they sent out some more things, I was like, oh, do you know, what? I really need to get around to, to updating this. Give them an email. Oh, hey, by the way, my address has changed. Can you update the system? Ah, uh, no, we can't. Sorry, you have to set up. You have what? to set up. Uh, yeah, that was really weird because I did this because an email came from the people running the kits from the oatmeal saying, oh, you know, here's an update. Oh, by the way, if you change your address, just call these guys. And I did. It didn't work. I was, they were saying, oh, I'll set up some post-forwarding, which I couldn't do because I'm not in the country. And I'm going, oh, great. Well, you know, I'll just have to hope that the people who I did give my forwarding address to, I hope they have, have to hope they forward it. After, after a while has passed, uh, there's a bit of light at the tunnel because a loot crate managed to actually get forward, forwarded successfully. So that turned up. So I was like, oh, great. They're actually forwarding stuff on. So maybe, yeah, fingers crossed, the one I want uh, will turn up because that was quite – it's asked quite a lot of money in games that's in that package. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. two days ago, I get a, a thing through the door from the Royal Mail saying, hey, uh, we can't deliver your package because there's a fee to pay. And it's there's a customs charge, which is oh, oh god damn it! I have to, I have to pay. I've custom. never had that before. Maybe that's a European UK thing, but I've heard about it, but never had it. Well, it's happened to me before on a couple of things. Well, I've seen these notes before. I know they happen, but I was like, oh great, maybe maybe exploding kittens, uh, kittens made it, and I can open that right. Yeah, I'll pay the thing. You know, okay, it's annoying. I have to pay that money, but I'll do it because you know I'm not going to get it otherwise. Pay that. Wait the two days for it to turn up again, and today it turned up. 
Except there was a slight there was is a it? slight difference. That something's changed in the plan. And what I uh-huh. wanted to let you know, Copes, is that it's not your fault. <laughs> what have I done? It's definitely not your fault. But I've got the package here. <laughs> what is it? Well, I'll tell you right now, it's not exploding kittens. Oh, it's mine. It's mine. <laughs> it is. That's right. Now because I haven't opened it yet. This is a different Kickstarter. Probably a, probably a better one, let's be honest. Well, let's just say that someone put on the front of the package that there was some calendars and put the value of the calendars on the front. Now, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be mean, but if that person was to say have been less generous about the value of the calendars and just lied... Oh, get stuffed. Is custom fees charged on a percentage of that? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, get fucked. But what, as I said, what you need to know, Copes, is it's not your fault. What's it, what what did they charge you? Uh, I'm not telling you because you're trying to pay me back. Are you kidding? Is it more than the value of it? No. Don't worry. Okay, it, it, at it, least that. It's, it, the annoyance of having to pay it is worse than the actual price. That's why I've always wondered, like when I've bought things and see, this is coming from my perspective. Like when I bought things, it's like I've bought, like we recently bought our backpacks and they you know, came from the UK and it had the value of like, we, I think the bags cost us like hundred, 150 bucks each, but the value of it was like 50 bucks. And I was like, you son of a bitch, like you sold it to us for like more than it's a value. But and, and I thought you put the full value just like in case something goes wrong, the insurance cover is based ah, see on that, we go with that. Ah, Well, I know that for the future. Jesus Christ. Well, uh, I would like to point out that it pr- you probably did do the right thing in putting in how much they actually were. No, but, but, it's, but it's the wrong thing. But now thing. I've opened it up. I have just found your post-it what? note, and I'll say that is very sweet. Oh, for, the, for those listening at home, Copes has left a post-it note saying, thanks for the support, Mon. I'm assuming you meant man there. But it looks like Mon. Hopefully, I'll be catching up with you soon. J- Heart copes. It's Jamaican Mon. Now it's probably it's man. Probably man. <laughs> uh, my my handwriting's pretty shit these days. Uh, but I'll tell you what. I'm happy now. I've got them in my hands. I've still got all uh, the previous Cal Texas calendars I I've had. Wow! And you shipped them all the way back. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, update did, on the shipping. Did they- you know, last last time we spoke, uh, so on last episode, you were speak, we were speaking about the shipping, and I said it has arrived, and you asked if there's anything mm-hmm. I've shipped all the way around the world to throw away. The calendars. No, not the calendars. No, not the calendars. <laughs> oh, damn it. No, there's something else, which is that one of the boxes I opened up, and uh, I, was, I was going through this box, it got a bit of this, a bit of that, and I'm going, oh, that's interesting. What? I don't remember. I thought we brought the DS back with us. I don't know why we got the box. So... What had happened was the box for the DS, oh, Jesus. Tammy's DS, had made it into the pile of stuff to be shipped and was shipped oh, with nothing in it. Yeah, so a, an empty box oh. got shipped all the way around the world. That's classic. And it's, it's based on size, not weight, yeah, huh? Yeah, based on volume. So we paid We paid for that. Jesus, that's good. Dude, this calendar looks way better than last year's. I know, right? Like, did you change... Is it the same people that printed it? Well, a little little bonus. They accidentally um, printed on premium paper for I was us. I say, some, so. something definitely looks different because I've still got the this year's one up on the fridge. And this one looks looks a little yeah, bit, yeah. I'm, I'm, little bit more flat. I'm guessing because sometimes sometimes they do things just for good customer support. Like if you're not happy with it at all, like they'll completely refund it to you. So they're they're very much customer centric. But I feel like maybe it's because it's my third big order with them, and this is the biggest one yet. They're just trying to, uh, you know, oil the car. I'm not sure. Just trying to grease the wheels. But, uh, grease the wheels. That's probably the metaphor I was looking so for. So I've, I've now got Christmas presents sorted for some people so if you're listening and you and you didn't get a calendar from me for christmas i obviously don't love you 
<laughs> That's it. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate the support, and I'm I'm sorry about that custom <laughs> thing. That's definitely. I'll learn that one. That's oh, for sure. It's the, the only annoying thing was that when someone was asked me yesterday, was going, oh, "Do you want to pay that?" And I'm going, "If it's what I think it is, thinking it was something else, I go, yeah, I'd quite happy pay it. If it's not, I don't know. But that's because I didn't. So if, yeah, yeah they would, I would. I didn't know what yeah. it was. If you don't pay that, does it just get sent back? What's the deal? I'm that? guessing they would have destroyed it. God damn it! That's so stupid. Oh, here it is. Custom fee. Uh, so it's yeah, it's got to be a percentage base. Well, did um just thinking about the packaging, did, did they arrive all in one piece, like no bends or creases? Oh or? no, they turned up fine. Perfect. That's all good. of them have arrived. Have arrived. I, I sent them in the when I took them to the post office. Like I just had this huge pile of them because I'd figured out all the envelopes I needed. I had it all sorted. It felt oddly satisfying. Like I know people that I've heard people fulfilling Kickstarters, and they say that's the drag. Like. Uh, putting it all in envelopes, but I actually really enjoyed it. Like, I, I, I think it's a drag like, if you've got to do like a hundred thousand of them. A million, yeah, that's true. What do you mean? I, I had lots. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I took it into her, and and she's like doing it one at a time, and she's like, "Oh, this one's going to you know England." Like, are you ready for the postage? And I'm like, "Yeah, hit me." And she's like, says whatever it is, and like. Oh, cool. It's cheaper than what I thought. <laughs> She's like, really? Because <laughs> they're used to, for example, you know, someone from Australia buying a, a $10 calendar, yeah. shipping it overseas to their family and paying more in postage than the calendar. You know what I mean? So it's the, the good thing about doing the Kickstarter is that you kind of do all that research ahead of time. Well, as to say, that this, this Kickstarter seems to have been a brilliant success again. Well, yep. Got there, and and you got it before Christmas. I got it before Christmas. So. I, I think you did that last. Did you manage that last year? Yeah, last year was very fine. This has been the most I've been organised because obviously we had the trip coming up, so I had to get it all done before we left. So I would have sent it about. It's taken one, two, oh, just under three weeks to get that's here. Pretty good. That's yeah, pretty, pretty good. good. Happy with that. Well, it's no no exploding kittens. That's for sure. <laughs> no, uh, my weight goes on for that, but I'm still happy that I got it. It's one of those things yeah. when something like, like you know how you build yourself up to something happening and you get really excited for it mm-hmm. and then something else happens mm-hmm. this is one of the times when it's i genuinely like oh that's cool but you know how sometimes when that happens you go like oh i'm gonna gonna be able to get that thing tomorrow and then something else turns up you're going well this is I don't, I don't want this this is crap and you know that yeah. especially like things in the mail exactly uh, yeah, like you know, there's been a delivery, and oh, when I get home, I'm going to be able to open up my new Xbox. Oh no, it's just um, it's just a new cable for my phone. <laughs> I definitely had that, like, because I bought a lot of stuff before we had on this trip. Like most of the stuff I brought with me is all new, just because I want to treat myself. And the same thing, like, we go on the post office nearly every day, and like, oh, I wonder what it is today. Oh, it's underwear. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be something cool. But the thing is, normally, when you, when that stuff arrives, you're still pretty happy. But when you're expecting something better, it just manages to – you just feel like you've lost out mm-hmm. somehow. We almost had a debacle with our bags. So we we got these um, – I think we told you – we flew Just Carry On. Yep. So we managed to successfully do it, and we researched – probably every single bag that's ever been made on the internet and we found this one that's like awesome and it's uk based we ordered it like well ahead of time probably a month a month ahead of time we sent it paid for it blah 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 a few days later we get an email saying like he said um oh jk we don't actually have any in stock um but we'll get some done and we'll send it to you straight away so our saying 
Cool, no problem, as long as it gets here before this date, because <laughs> we're leaving. Otherwise, we'll come and pick it up ourselves. Exactly. And then um, follow up with another email. So, turns out our, um, our manufacturer in Asia, uh, turns out Hong Kong, um, is on a national holiday that goes for a week or some oh, shit. Dear. And so, they'll get to it whenever they're back at work. <laughs> they'll get to it when <laughs> they get to it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then I get a few emails from like uh, the Hong Kong people, and to their credit, the the Hong Kong um, contact was like really nice. Like, couldn't speak English too well, but you could tell there was a lot of effort <laughs> in what he was saying compared to the the London based um, help. They weren't too good, but these Hong Kong people were like, "Oh, cool! Look, I'll send it to you. No problem. It's going to get to you. Express direct from Hong Kong. Here it is." And we get it like a week later. Um, but the bag is ripped, oh, no. like completely torn. And I look inside and there's just one bag inside. And I'm like, and the post office is like, <laughs> this bag's torn, but you know, not our problem. Here you go. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they don't care. Your problem now. Exactly. And so I get it. I'm like, oh, I got to email them straight away and say, and I had to, had to, I wanted to email it very carefully because sure I was disappointed, but like, this isn't their fault. It looks like it's been stolen, but I can't, you know, I can't be sure. And so I emailed and said, like, there's only one, one bag, you know, not a problem. I just need the other one because, hey, we're leaving. And he sent a message in, in broken English saying, oh, very sorry. Um, you have one bag. Um, men usually send one bag, so only send one bag. Very sorry. We send other bag now. <laughs> <laughs> and so I sent the other bag and, oh, well, wait and wait and wait. And it got in the day before we left. And it was probably the most stressful thing. Like if I didn't have the bag, I don't know what my plan B was. Did you have everything neatly lined up, ready to be packed? Oh yeah, but we didn't even know if it was gonna. F- we didn't even know if it's gonna fit in the bag. That's the problem, right? Like so, so I couldn't even test pack to see if it was gonna work. Wait, are not bo- are both the bags not the same? Well, true, but by this stage, I'd given it to Nat, and she was up in the hills, and I probably could have driven up there, but uh, you know. Everything was left to the last minute for me. So, <laughs> busy. so what you're saying is it's Nat's fault? Well, that's in a roundabout way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's Nat's yeah. fault. Yeah. The good thing is that because I got the earphones on now, she can't hear that. So <laughs> she doesn't know. She doesn't know I'm agreeing. Well, she today. didn't until you said that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all, all went well. But you're right. Like, don't, but also, don't you think? Does the UK have the same problem with us? Like, because they only deliver during working hours, and everyone at work during working hours. Does everyone leave little cards for you to go collect them yep. at the, the, the pickup station, which is at an inconvenient p- position and you can pick it up at an inconvenient time? Yeah, like, so that, that happened with the, uh, the the calendars was that I got the card and went, oh, okay, well, I can go pick it up from where it is if, uh, oh, oh, that place closed at midday. It's half twelve. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, and the poor guys like going around the vans trying to deliver these things. Do they just think their jobs are a waste of time? Like, <laughs> couldn't they just up. send out that. cards to everyone? Look at that. No one's in again. Well, <laughs> guess I'm gonna have to leave this card. <laughs> yeah, I again. think for, for me here it's a bit easier because we're a bit further out of town, so they they're a bit happy just to kind of leave it. But yeah, for, oh, for okay. people in town, it might, I, I remember when I lived in the centre of. Perth, that really sucked because they couldn't leave it there and the nearest post office wasn't actually that convenient because I had to go all the way back into town and yeah, it, it closed at ridiculous o'clock. It's stupid. 
Yeah, there's got to be a bit of like I'm I'm waiting for some other company or career to like disrupt the whole industry, like the Uber and the taxi. Like, let's figure out something that's a bit smarter. Do you mean like the Amazon lockers? Oh, I've heard. Amazon, I've seen some in the wild now. <laughs> in the wild, we don't have Amazon here, but I think we have something similar. Like, you can buy stuff off eBay and pick them up at like Coles and Woolies. Australia has the post, uh, the lock uh, parcel lockers, doesn't it? Well, apparently, but. I don't know. Yeah, I looked into okay. them. They're really, they're horrendously expensive. So Amazon Locker, do you have to buy through Amazon to use it, or could you be through General Post and use Let's it? Let's find out. I mean, I've never used it because it would be such a ball ache to get something sent there. Yeah, I think it's only Amazon. But it looks like you don't have your own locker. I think it, from the look of it, what happens is you just say, hey, can you send it to the Oxford one? And it'll go, yeah, sure. Right. Let you know when it's there. And then you just go to a locker because they have a screen like in the middle of all, the whole thing. I imagine you just type your number to there and it just goes, oh, hey, your stuff is in locker. Da, 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 da. Right. And that makes sense. Like that's that's the new way of thinking like, as opposed to the old post boxes where you've got one post box in one suburb yeah. and all the post offices are full of different people. Like it doesn't make yeah, sense. It doesn't work unless you have that system where you can I can turn up, just type in a number and it goes, hey, I can open that door for you now. You mentioned a bit earlier when we were setting up because we, we took a for the first time we we did the Skype we did the uh, the video call as well and uh, you said I got a pretty good pretty good setup going on which is which is mm-hmm. a nice sound although you couldn't actually see most of it or you could see on my face it's a pretty good setup so what I've done is I mentioned on a previous episode that I had got myself a second screen for my mm-hmm. piece for my computer so that I can use two screens and I'm loving it because I'm I've forked out for a, a 27 inch. HD curved screen. Holy shit. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I, I don't know if you... Have you ever used a curved screen? Uh, not used it, I've just you seen just like one. You just in passing. They are awesome. Is that your second screen or is that your primary second screen? screen? Oh, no, sorry. It's my primary screen. My, my second screen is the one that's actually part of the Mac, which now looks tiny, which is the problem when we bought really? the Mac because you know, you know how... Right, so I've got a... Tw- is this? <laughs> I'm looking right at it now. I can't remember what size. I think it's a 21-inch screen on the Mac. And... When it's by itself, that's pretty useful. It's a pretty useful size, pretty big. But when it's in the shop next to the 27-inch Mac, it looks tiny. And I don't know how right. they managed to sell it. I don't know why. We wanted the 27-inch, but they didn't have any in stock. But I don't know how they sell them most of the time when they put them right next to the bigger model. I know they do it to sell more of the bigger model. Actually, maybe that's why they do it entirely. It's in, Yeah, probably, comparison. But anyway, back to the curve screens. The cur- curve screens, it's weird how you don't notice what it's doing i don't really see it as a curve. Yeah. it just it looks flat when you're looking at it but the thing is it doesn't it looks like a it adds world. a bit of depth to the screen oh it's just so much easier to look at so so things that are like if you're dragging around a square box on the screen it's not technically square like if you're looking at it from different angles it could be skewed a little bit well it's only curved in one direction so top to bottom the screen's still flat ah uh, true but it does it doesn't look like that it does feel like it's a bit it, it looks like you're looking into like a bowl shape a little bit. Is it a Mac product or is this a different uh, product? Like a Samsung Max don't Max not on this train yet. You'd be pretty stoked with that, eh? Oh, it's. I'm just looking at it now and I'm just so happy with it. One day I'll show you. Oh, I'll sit man. you down in front of it and just go look at this. I, I bet. Like I've, I've definitely because I've always bought the lowest model and so like 
whenever I, my MacBooks, I, know, I think it's the 13 inch, but whenever I've even used a friends at 15 inch, it feels like, what could I do with this? I wouldn't know what to do. Same with the iPad. Like now I've, I've really scaled down to just, I mean, that's got a laptop, but I'm trying to use just my iPad and it's the smallest iPad. It's like the 9.7 inch. And right now, if I could go from this iPad, which you can only show one screen at a time, to, to some 100-inch curved <laughs> screen or whatever bullshit one you've got there, it would blow my world. I don't think my mind could compute what to do. What would you do with all that space? You wouldn't know what, what to do with it. Exactly. You just, you'd probably just put up a movie and move it to one side just because you could. That like, was... Don't need, I've seen this movie before, but it doesn't matter. I'll watch it again. That's literally what I did the first time I got it out and set it up. I was looking at it going, this is a real, you know, being the nerd I am, I opened it up and just having it on the, the home screen, I was going, that is, that's a pretty screen. I'm really liking the, you know, the, look at the depths of the colors and the images, but what am I going to run on it? And I've been in a situation <laughs> before where you just like, like one of the first times I got a ridiculous download speed when I got a hundred megabits download speed, uh, that was seven years ago. So it was a pretty big deal, but I was just sat there looking at my computer going, I've got nothing to do. Like I've got this all this potential. You could put your calendar up. It's like I only look at my calendar like once a month, but uh, that'll permanently stay on this third of the screen because I've got nothing else to put there. All I had to do was I just had to go. I need to find a film to watch to try and or a YouTube video to try and stretch out. And then you're looking at it going. When would I? When am I ever going to sit here and watch a film full screen? I mean, I actually fantasize about this. This how nerdy I am, but like I definitely like. Uh, run a lot of the things I do like from a to-do list app and I fantasize about having a device that its sole purpose is to have my to-do list on like could you imagine having like this will be the future like there will be a time when I have that many devices and that many old devices that I can do this if I, if I have a whole iPad and all that is is my list or my calendar imagine so you're that. thinking like you, how you in the way same way you can get digital photo frames where they're right. just a screen that's there to show photos. You're thinking you'll get something similar, but it's just a post-it note. Exactly, like just the calendar. Like, cool. But instead of having a calendar on the wall, it's an iPad on the wall. <laughs> like that, I can't wait. I see that happening. What one thing I do wonder exactly. about this though is that this screen is pretty nice, but how long are we going to have screens? Because what do you think we'll replace? I, I'm wondering what's going to happen. Are we going to are we going to start moving over to projectors? Are we just going to have things floating in front of us? I, I think a, a future before that is contact lenses that have the AR stuff in it. I hadn't even thought that. That would actually work a lot better. <laughs> I saw in a YouTube comment, like I was watching this YouTube video for something, and someone's comment was like, look, guys, look at the top left-hand corner. He's using an iPod. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> like apparently that's something to, to make fun of someone about now. I, I could see how that, like, in, in, come, come, you know, how far away is it when people are just like, what, why are you holding it? Oh, it's a mobile phone. Is it? <laughs> why would you do that? Why, why are you holding your phone? In fact, I've had that because my aunt refuses to get a smartphone right. for some reason. She's probably not on Facebook either. No, she's not on Facebook. Refuses to yeah. go on Facebook, which just means that I don't feel bad when she's left out of plans. Uh, <laughs> it had been a couple of times recently when I've done things on my phone, just and I've purposefully done it because her phone can't. <laughs> Like, oh, we're trying to work out, oh, get trying to work out some That's awkward division because we're trying to measure something up and I'm going, oh, divorce that divided by seven. I know, I'll just do it on my phone. Can your phone do that? Exactly. Oh, no, it can't. Oh, we need some <laughs> screws of this length. Excellent. I'll just book it online <laughs> from my phone. Can your phone? No, your phone can't do that. <laughs> He's like, I-, I thought you'd figure this out by now. I don't know yeah, phone. I'm just starting to get really unapologetic about being an asshole and just... <laughs> 
It, it, uh, not, uh, not just flying the flag, but kind of rubbing it in people's faces about why it's better. Like, <laughs> I can, like my watch. When, when I can do something on my watch, I just like, oh, I'll just do that on my watch. Oh, I want to know what the weather's going to be like later. I'll do that on my watch. <laughs> can your watch do that? No, all yeah. your watch can do is tell you the time, maybe the date at a push. How boring. Boring. Well, open. have you got an iPad handy? Just I've just got my phone. Okay. You should definitely, while we're on, like, this is apparently appreciating technology episode, but um, download the other app that I the told you about. Pro, how do you pronounce this? How do you pronounce um, this? Um, that's a good question because I haven't got it written down here. Protopania? Pro, uh, pro, protonopia is how I, I, I protonopia. protonopia. That's how I pronounce it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want you just to open it and just just explain what you well, see. What I see right now looks looks like the cover of a comic book, but it's moving. Mm-hmm. So plus it's moving. Can you? It looks like mm-hmm. if you imagine. Uh, do you remember when? Video games started getting dynamic home screens and people would lose their shit over it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's me now. Yeah. Still, well, I'm honest. talking like it used to be that the home screen would just be a picture of Mario and it would say start game. Mm-hmm. And then it started being like mm-hmm. the helicopter in the background goes a little bit up and down. I remember that when someone was pointing at me and I was going, oh, that's pretty cool. And now you're like, well, yeah, of course the stuff moves. And now like it changes the camera angle. Yeah. So basically this guy, like from what I, from what little stalking I've done, I think he lives in... I think it's a European guy that lives in Asia somewhere. He's just like spent the last six months developing this app and uh, in, in the hopes that it'll become this big thing, which I reckon it could definitely. So he's got experience in uh, 2D drawing and 3D animation and working with game engines. And so on an iPad, it looks a bit more impressive because the iPad's about the size of a comic book yeah. page. Every cell, which can be seen as a whole page or zoomed into just the cell, um, which is kind of how comic book apps work these days anyway. That's not entirely new. But every cell is a different 3D scene where it's in a game engine where it's made 3D models of all the characters and applied 2D textures to them. And so that when you move your device, it changes the camera angle. I'm just doing that now. This is blowing my mind. A bit of depth to all the scenes, right? And some of the scenes it looks like pretty cool, and some of the scenes it looks it, it really changes it, which which is pretty awesome. But uh, it just makes the comic book look alive, like like you'd imagine in a Back to the Future like movie, where if they were to look at a comic book on whatever device they pretend like this is what people imagine probably books would look like in the future, like a movie. That's exactly what. Yeah, it's like a like a comic book from Harry Potter. That's exactly right. Movie yeah, pictures that's probably because. Well, I don't know if this, I mean, apart from the fact that this is a pretty weird story about what looks like the Normandy landings, right. but it is very pretty. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure it would have taken a long time as well. Like, it's not very probably sustainable for creating new stuff. Like, if it takes one person six months to do. But then again, like, comic books these days, I'm sure they take a huge team, still a bit of time to, to draw, so. Well, if you look at a graphic novel... How long must those things take? Because jeez, I wouldn't even want to know. Like, I'm pretty sure what I read. I read. I've read a couple of them. And like when I read, when I was reading Civil War, you're looking at the back, of, and there's this. This copy had a bit of a thing from a, like a footnote from the uh, illustrator. Is that the name? The correct name for a graphic novel? Illustrator, the guy who draws the pictures. Mm. So we'll call him <laughs> the picture, the picture drawer. drawer. Uh, he's talking about you know, oh, here's my influences and stuff, and he's talking about how much effort goes into each panel. And you're kind of thinking, right. wait, you do all of these panels. Like, this is a whole book. 
How long does that take you? I can't even imagine it. Like, that instantly turns me off ever attempting a graphic novel. I don't know how people would have, even have the patience to do it, especially if it's a one person. Especially when he's saying things like, oh, this, the script said this, and it said, oh, I want the rope to show a bit of tension and to start to snap. So I drew six panels for it. You, you turn one line in the script into six panels, which probably took you 15 minutes each at least. The one good thing he's got in his favour is that he'd have someone that has um, sketched out storyboards and, pen, and and he's drawn it and inked it. And then he'll have a person that does the flatting, which is putting the main colours, and someone who adds like shading and stuff like that. So he's probably just doing the penciling and the ink, but it's still a huge I wonder effort. if he is doing but, that a lot. There must be people that do. Well, I mean, he might be. Maybe maybe some of those, I just imagined any Marvel or DC comic was done by a team, but maybe they're done by a few people as well. So when the, so the Count Texas graphic novel isn't coming out anytime soon then? Not anytime Not soon, any no. <laughs> did, you, did you see the strip that I did the other day of, of the knight? And so I did one of a knight and a king in the, in the yeah. few scenes. And that bloody one took me hours to draw just three panels so i can't even imagine doing a whole book i uh, see you just need to stop stop coming up with such smart ideas well i just need to make it more generic that's all. <laughs> more generic. i think i wrote in the comic if i ever try and draw another one with a knight and a king just talk me out of it are you backing any other people on patreon Ah, uh, too many really too many already man because of people like you the world goes round. i've got seven people i'm backing i did wonder what's like what credibility patron had to a, a reader. Like, you know how Kickstarter, I think Kickstarter has huge credibility now yeah. in terms of a platform. Like you're not sure if the person's going to end up doing the project, but that's your choice. There's definitely, if you launch something on Kickstarter, you've definitely got a leg up as opposed to just launching it on your own site. You know. Can I just, uh, I'll hold you there. I'm just going to, I think I hear the doorbell and the toilet calling. Turns out no one, there was actually no one in the toilet, but I got to use the toilet, so that was good. I had, uh, I've actually got a toilet story from the last week that I did want to bring up, but I didn't know how. So thank you for that very nice segue you gave me there. You're welcome. So you know how when you're on the toilet, that's 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 some you time. That's some time you want to yourself, mm-hmm. where, you know, you just sit there mm-hmm. and contemplate the world and also... And scroll Facebook. Yes, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, scroll Facebook. And you don't want anyone to take that time away from you, mm-hmm. right? So normally, what do you do? You lock the door. Or do you, do you normally lock the door? Absolutely. What happens if you haven't got a lock? Then, What's your go-to thing to do? Hmm. Oh, I'll normally put... Is this in public or at home? Oh, yeah, that's the thing. There's, there's multiple levels to this. All right, so if you, let's say you're at home. Let's do that one. You're at home and you, oh, I forgot to lock the door on the way in. I'm sat down now. Can't quite reach it. What What's your... Mm, okay, so you don't know. It could be any time they could come. Um, I would just prepare myself that if any open, I'd, I'd know what to say. Like, oh, I'm in here. Something <laughs> like that. Just, oh, you wouldn't try to, t- to warn them before they open the door? Um, depends if you, could, if you could hear them coming. Yeah, you probably you would. Hear, you can hear them coming up to the um, door. But the thing is, well, if they're just walking past and then so they're walking past the toilet <laughs> and they see you shout, I'm in here. And what if it's the same person walking Good past Good for you, buddy. <laughs> that's, that's nice to know. <laughs> I'm taking a shit. Awesome. Sounds great. Well, this is, this is that thing happened to me uh, a couple of days ago where I sat down. Ah, oh, forgot to lock the door. I know what I'll do. I'll do my normal go-to, which is I'll just get YouTube out on my phone and play it loudly so someone knows I'm in there. Oh, that's good. That's a good move. Yeah, that's The good. problem is that there's a conflicting feeling I have with this, which is my 
slight. I don't want anyone to really know what I'm doing. They know exactly what you're yeah, watching. Yeah, they, they know exactly what you're watching. Also, just, I just don't like to make a lot of noise. Uh, so a couple of these things covered it. A bit, bit of anxiety setting. I was like, oh, I'll just turn this off. And then I hear someone coming along, and I'm thinking, oh no, it's too late now. I can't just start playing something when they're on the way. That's going to be weird. <laughs> oh no, no, I'll just wait for them to walk past, and it'll be all right. They didn't walk past. No, they didn't walk past. They walked straight in. Of course. Ooh, oh, is this friend family? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's not someone. Let's say it's not someone I don't know. I know this person very well. But it, the problem then is I'm thinking, not only did they have to walk in, which I kind of could have avoided if I'd just been whistling or if I'd just been if I'd just kept on playing YouTube on my phone. But they also walked in at what I think is the worst time. Uh, I don't know what you think the worst time is for someone to walk in, but I think the, the worst time is definitely when you're mid-wipe. Yeah, that's probably the one. Uh, yep. I could, we're both in agreement there. <laughs> because I was just thinking, I was like, why would it have to be whilst I'm reaching around and then I just have to be like, oh, I'm in here. Don't mind me. <laughs> don't mind yep. me, just, well, well you know. I'll... We're very fortunate here in that this apartment is only two rooms and there's only two of us. So if I can't see Nat, there's chances are she's in the toilet and, and vice versa. But I'd imagine it'd be tougher. There's more than two people and there's more rooms. That adds all sorts of complexity to the issue. Well, yeah, it just means that I just need to, you know, there's, there's a lock on the door for a reason. I mean, there is nothing that instills more panic than going to a public restroom, needing to go to the toilet. There's only one toilet and the lock is not even on the it door. It doesn't even there's work. No lock at all. Yeah, that that is definitely, and you can't reach the door to keep it closed. That's, that's what that's I said. The worst one is when to... you can't reach the door and the door doesn't stay shut. I mean, your other option is to also put an empty, like an, a spare toilet roll in your hand and get ready to throw it at the person that's coming in. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're opening a door and the first thing you feel is is a toilet roll hitting your face, <laughs> like that's a that's a pretty good pretty good reason to close you the see, door. You see, now I just have this mental image of you sat sat on the toilet trying to take a shit whilst you also have a, a toilet roll ready primed you've got your arm yeah, wound back up, like just waiting for arm back to spike it right in their face <laughs> and you've actually like um pulled the first sheet off so it's ready to leave a streamer behind it you know i tell you what someone's got to invent a toilet roll that you can peel the first thing off without tearing off the first 10 layers of toilet paper do you know what i mean like yeah you're trying to get that first leaf off and it's glued on like with arrow dart or something so you have to like rip off one third of the toilet roll to, to get some kind of leverage. The alternative copes is just have nicer toilet roll and then it's not as big a problem. Well, that's true. <laughs> but I only like to wipe my ass with cheap shit. Well, that's the thing. Oh, when man. you use cheap toilet roll, you end up using about twice as much of it. That is true. That is true. You're probably right. You're, right. You're always right. Same with um paper towels, isn't it? Like you get the cheap towels and it doesn't <laughs> do anything. Just using a whole roll to mop up half a mug of tea. Whereas <laughs> when you get the prime stuff, like half a, half a sheet does, or like you put it into a mug full of water and the whole thing goes, just gone. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. I'll tell you what, um, while I'm drinking this, the reason I had to go to the toilet was this beer. And I've, you, you might be able to forewarn me because after Prague, we're heading to Finland and then we're heading to the, UK, which we'll probably we'll have to chat chat later. Yeah, anyway, you heading to Finland? How close you? How close you? Yeah, yeah, for a little shortcut, a little um. <laughs> I was about to say a week. Oh yeah, it's shortcut. Finland isn't really on the way. Uh it's not actually. It's not. We're actually flying. It was cheaper to fly to London and do a return trip from there <laughs> and go directly to Finland. But um, anyway, uh, I wanted to know because I'm getting a false illusion of how cheap beer is in any country bar Australia because. The beer here is beyond a joke. Like which way? Good. Like we when we first day we arrived, I thought I'd made a mistake in my conversion, but I was really nervous getting the bill. A pint of beer in a normal restaurant costs about a 
$1.70. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And if you go to a real tourist trap, like it might cost you $3. That's a that's a real tourist trap. You don't want to go to those. So it's places. still a cheap beer for Bloody you. Bloody and like what's worse is I just got this six pack from uh, the supermarket, which is conveniently right next door, and this is a good beer. Like it's one of their main national beers, and the cans or bottles. There's none of this three thirty meals bullshit. Don't get it. It's half a liter or go home, right? <laughs> so it's half a liter, and it's, just, it's a six pack of five hundred meals. Yep. And this pack cost me $4.80. Oh, dude, if you ever get the chance, then you've got, you've got to go to Wine and Beer World in Calais. Where's that? What, what obscure country is oh, that? Actually, or anywhere, any wholesale booze place in Europe. You would lose your mind. It's a joke. It is a joke. Like, I'm going to – I'm trying to resist because, you know, beer doesn't do great things for you if you drink a six-pack every day. And so – it's just absurd. I, I can't. I can't even fathom. I can't even tell you how I feel about this. Like, and that's how it should be. Like, we were up at this park, like a Kings Park, we were saying, overlooking the city, like a city view in this beer garden, and the beer cost me a dollar fifty. And there were people just with a bunch of friends. Like, imagine just being walking the streets with a friend and being able to just nip into a bar to buy a beer for a couple of bucks. Like, that's the world, the way the world is. Yeah, that's be. the way the world is in a lot of places, yeah. Oh, and, and buying a round won't cost you, like, half your day's wage. Like, forget about that. That's a joke. Well, look, that's what I've been getting up with, too, when I now I'm back. Actually, no, some places it is a bit pricier now, depending on what you're drinking. Okay. But still, it's a lot cheaper in the UK than it is in Australia. So, so what is it, what's the UK like in a pub around the corner from your place? What, what would you pay for a pub? I, would, I reckon I would be paying up to $6, but I could be paying half that, wow. £3. Although you can also pay a lot more. If you want to buy something like Guinness, Guinness tends to be a bit more expensive. So it does change. Right, but right. yeah, you can get some stuff pretty cheap. That's, I mean, that's so, that's great, isn't it? But I was warned about this when I first moved out to Australia was that when you go back, you will be buying everyone drinks because it's so cheap. And that was exactly true. <laughs> just because you can. Suddenly every round is on you and you're just like, what do I get? It's like $20 a round. <laughs> yeah, it's like the joke is on you guys. You don't understand. You don't understand. This is such good value. Yeah, it's 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 been a true, I, I, I mean, I was told before I came here what like it was going to be cheap, but I did not fathom that it was, that it was going to be this cheap. It's I, it's great. What's the food like? Also great. Like restaurants. I mean, we're not we're only going out. Well, we've only been out once or twice because same. So we're gone for a long time. So it's definitely a different trip to what we've done before. So we do a lot of grocery shopping and, and just cooking like we're living here. But if you do go out to a restaurant, like a standard meal is like six bucks, seven bucks. Mad, isn't it? It's great, and it's it's funny for us to think about that we are like not wanting to have too many ten dollar meals because that'll quickly add up. <laughs> it's a ten dollar meal. It will. Like, it will. Yeah, but it's it's still at the same point. It's a ten dollar meal. Like back in Perth, you'll pay thirty dollars for a plate of pasta. Yep. Like what's what's going on? But hey, it might be a really nice plate of pasta. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it'd be great. But Mark does not eat one plate of pasta and be satisfied. So uh, $30 will not be enough. Best I could prove you wrong. I still think I could prove you wrong with that. Yeah? I, you, you seem so anti-eating pasta when you're out. But I reckon I've had some <laughs> such cracking pasta when I've been out sometimes. Well, I'll tell you what. When, when we catch up, we'll go out for pasta. It'll be I'll, great. I'll, I'll have to scout around and find a place. <laughs> It'll be the one time that Mark eats pasta at a restaurant. And I'll show you. Like, no, no, this is this is what pasta is actually meant to taste like. And it and you, it'll be like when you see color. <laughs> well, what do you mean? There's, I thought pasta was only bolognese. What are you talking what, about? Where's the where's the, the orange grease in this? There's no orange grease. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
But so it's been good, good in that respect. This East, well, apparently Czech people are offended to call Czech Republic Eastern Europe. I think they think it's Central Europe. It's also good just like activities like tourist attractions are less than $10. It's just, it just makes sense in my mind. Like, oh, that's the other thing, coffee as well. Coffee has been, the most we've paid is about $2.50, I think, for a cappuccino. I bet that would have been some pretty good coffee as well. Yeah, it's been. I mean, the shop. I mean, the coffee's good. Yeah, don't get me wrong. But even the the shops that we're in, like we're talking stone walls, like a premium looking cafe, not not some little pop up thing. It always surprises when you get the bill, and it's a lot more reasonable than you think. But what's what's the U the UK compared to Australia? Is it because I've heard things about London that London's an expensive place. London is a very expensive place. Yeah, when okay. you, when you guys are in the UK. You should probably consider spending most of your time outside of London. And would you say is London like the CBD area? Like as soon as you get past the metro, well, no, or that's the weird in the suburbs. London doesn't work like that really as much. Okay. London is still London for quite a lot of it. I mean, there's there are some bits of London would be cheaper, but you don't really want to be in those places. Even in France, it's London. It's crazy. Pretty much. You know, you can get from London to Paris in a couple of hours, I think, on a train. Oh, uh, yeah. Out, outside of London, you reckon? Outside of London, it, it, well, so London itself, I would say, is anywhere inside the M25. Some pe- other people would think there's a different way to put it. And there, there is quite a lot of space inside the M25 that it obviously isn't London, i.e. is fields. Is M25 like a highway or? Yeah, it's the circular motorway going around. Going around London. Are you inside or outside the M25? Oh, we're way outside. We're a good hour, oh. hour and a half from the M25. The thing is, everything works at a different scale here. I don't know if you've been finding that in Prague as well. Mm-hmm. Scale works differently depending where you are. In Australia, where you might, somewhere you might consider walking, is suddenly really close in comparison. In When I was living in Perth, to walk somewhere, it would have to be within a kilometre or something. I wouldn't walk very far before I'd start driving. Whereas out here, right, I, right. I, I could quite happily walk a lot further depending on where I am. Right, I'd probably agree. Yeah, we would walk the entire city, well, the centre the center of the city. Yeah. But you would not do that in Perth. No, you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't walk from one end of the CBD to the other. It's miles. Even though it's a small city. And I want, I want, I want, I want to see if you think of any examples of this, which is, I, I mean, whenever you're, if, if you're still on Facebook, I don't know, I found mm-hmm. there's a decreasing amount of people on it. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, you know when somebody will post a picture... And there's part two sides of it. It's like if you post a picture of you doing something, like for example, you might post a picture of you being out in Prague, and now suddenly lots of different people are seeing that. So your friends might see it and just put something slightly off colour, a little bit rude on there, but also your grand might see it. Mm-hmm. And I find it slightly infuriating, but also a bit funny when somebody would post a picture like, "Oh, we're having out having dinner," and then someone who obviously doesn't really know how to use Facebook or a keyboard seems to forego any kind of grammar, punctuation, anything, and you'll just type in something like all caps and just go, where is this? <laughs> That's great. Like, yep, it, like yep. it's, it's not a question because it hasn't got a question mark. <laughs> but you can bet. <laughs> it's definitely a statement. Yeah, it's definitely the kind of people who yeah. complain about other people doing it. Oh, look at all these young teenagers. They're shortening their words and they don't know how to spell anymore. And going, yeah, but they know when to put a question mark in. <laughs> and they know how to turn caps like off. Yeah. <laughs> It's just when you're looking at a picture and suddenly, where is this? I, de- I definitely, I, I know what you're talking about in terms of like um, old people just commandeering photo threads <laughs> and starting personal conversations. Um, <laughs> just posting something to your wall. How, have the hemorrhoids cleared up? This isn't a DM. This is, 
exactly. But it must be so hard. Like, and I understand, I guess I have sympathy because I'm starting to figure out that, like, I still don't understand Snapchat. I haven't really tried, let's be honest. Like, I figured out Instagram. It's pretty simple. I definitely didn't try it for a long time because I was scared. But, but um, Snapchat, like, it's not going to give you instructions of what buttons to press. Like, that's scary. And so I can I can understand the fear that they have about where to where to post the right thing. It definitely no, Snapchat definitely knows that people who use it know how to use Snapchat. Exactly, and that's not so good for me. Like there, there's 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 no there's nothing in it that's like oh hey would you like to learn how to use it? It's just straight away. It's like yep, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> there you go. What more do you need to know? If you want to work it out, ask someone else. And and yeah, and you get you'll get people telling you how to use it. Maybe that's why it's so appealing to people though. Well, yeah, and I think there's similarities between that and like that's a weird similarity, but like Minecraft, how when that first started, there was no like crafting recipes or anything. Like you figured out shit because your friend told you. Yeah, how well, to you make went onto the wiki, so then the wiki suddenly built. So instead of it, the game can telling you how to play it. Your the community does it, which kind of forces a community on it. Maybe that's maybe that's the secret between behind Minecraft being so successful. Yeah, it might might have been done purposefully, but I mean, I'm sure heaps of games or apps or whatever have tried this and and failed miserably because the first 10 users tried to use it and go like, well, this is shit. (laughs) (laughs) There's no instructions. So like I can understand that. I mean, every time something new comes out, I'm kind of hesitant to to try a new thing because I'm not sure if it will stick around. Like I'm not willing to invest in learning something if it's not going to become like a staple a staple app in my phone because I've got enough staple apps to keep me busy. But it'd be tough, like, knowing, especially if you've never used it before, like the difference between a direct message and a wall and a photo comment and a feed and, and everything. There's a lot going on. I can see how it's confusing, yeah. It's the, the stuff where somebody doesn't quite know how, what they're using, like instead of putting a comment, they reply to something else or something. I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. It's just when they manage to completely ignore all the stuff they really should know. <laughs> you still you're still a human being and you still still know how to spell you were still taught how to spell and when to use a full stop and how to be a decent human being yep <laughs> all right well, how do we end it again how do we how do we thanks for listening guys <laughs> that's right <laughs> thanks for listening uh, we'll, we'll work it out one day and then uh, what should everyone do after they've listened to the podcast copes mm, what should they do this week they should I've got an idea for this one tell us uh, it's a bit honest I reckon everybody should go out and choose someone who they see quite a lot so a family member or a close friend mm-hmm. and just ask them what's your favourite podcast mm-hmm. do a podcast swap yeah yeah. you should you, you don't have to tell them Puppies of Waterman you can tell them any podcast you listen to Right. but I want you right, to go out right. and find out someone else's favourite podcast Tell them your favourite podcast, and then you should both try out. The, you know, try to share share the podcast love a little bit. Go and find out a new one because you may you never know it may become your new favourite podcast. Because podcast is like that thing we're talking about with Minecraft. Is it like it's spread by what your friends tell you? But there is no like directory listing of all the podcasts, and you go through them. And you might be surprised yeah. that someone you think mm-hmm. you talk to a lot, and they'll say, "Oh no, my favourite podcast is something you've never heard of before." So you mm-hmm. give it a go. You never know what you never know what's out there. From my experience, the world, if, if we're trying to represent it in some kind of pie graph, which probably won't look like a pie by the time I'm finished with I it. Like pie. But the world is I love pie too. Is divided into people that 
look like Pac-Man and don't know no, 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 sorry. Uh, the people that <laughs> listen, listen to podcasts or don't so if you like bring up podcast topic they're either going to look at you with like the stupidest look on their face or they're going to look at you like oh my god I love podcasts too so there's those two types of people and of the types of people that listen to podcasts there are the people that love telling you their favourite podcasts and that's it yeah, <laughs> like everyone that listens to podcasts is dying to tell you their favorite podcast. That is so true. As soon as they know, because that it, it may be mass, they may be massively into podcasts, and they they just can't wait to tell you what their favorite podcast is. Exactly, because I've just been waiting to know another podcast listener. Because we're a rare breed, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you know, they don't have to be a muggle. They could be. They could actually listen to. They could listen to podcasts. Do you think? Do you think podcasts like on the on the time space continuum of the curve, like whereabouts is podcast? Do you think? Because I felt like <laughs> even like when we started this podcast, I feel like podcasts were still on the up. But I'm I'm kind of thinking like they're plateauing. Like I'm not sure. Like um, amazing new shows. Like I, I don't think leaps and bounds are yet to come in podcasts. I think there's more to come, but at the moment it, it is slowing down a little bit. There's, they've had, there's, there's been a, there's an explosion and I reckon they haven't taken off as much as they will I reckon there's a lot more to turn up but yeah mm-hmm. at, the moment, at the moment it's slowing down but do you know what everyone listening to this podcast can just be part of that new next revolution when podcasts take off again when you go and share share the, a little love go and, go and help right. someone out and just say do you know what it's okay to talk about it you can admit to yeah. it just stand up and say I listen to podcasts Exactly. Even if the person you're talking to is like, I don't and will never listen to podcasts ever, you can still just mention podcasts. Chase, to chase them, them down. Chase them down. Force them to listen to podcasts. They don't yeah. know how it's going to change their life. It's not illegal to hold someone on the ground and put earbuds in their ears, as far as I'm aware. I don't think that's a crime. Depending on the country you're listening, you're in. Yeah. I mean, if they're chewing bubble gum, that might be a crime, but... That's, that's the problem, though, if they're chewing gum. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. But there's still a lot we can do. <laughs> oh. Anyway. <laughs> well, that's been fun, dude. We should, do, yep. we should definitely do this more often. We should, we, we should do this, like, every other week, maybe. Mate, that would be like a schedule. Imagine that. <laughs> It'd be great. I saw you doing some wondrous things in Trello. I got some notifications, so that's that's exciting. Uh, yeah, but just try. We'll, we'll chat. We'll chat once this is done. All right. Catch you next time. Anyway, catch ya. See ya.